Hello and welcome to the Premier League podcast Bedship and what a weekend of football we have just had we are just in game week 2 of a very long season and already the Premier League is showing us why it is the most watched league in the world it was forwards who stole the show this weekend and where clean sheets proved hard to come by as we only had two in the 10 games played A massive 44 goals were scored in game week 2 where we witnessed an incredible show of hat-trick by Dominic Calvert-Lewin and Son while Kane turned out to be the provider this time with four assists. Marino Spurs got their first three points on the board while Chelsea were beaten at the bridge by a formidable Liverpool team. While Zaha was set out on a mission to prove his former employers wrong and helping Crystal Palace secure the first away win of the season, making it 2-2 for Roy Hodgson. Hamas Rodriguez showing every week he's just a PL star in the making playing a pivotal role in Everton's thumping of West Brom at Goodison Park. Leeds United have their first win in the Premier League this week as they were on the right side of a 4-3 scoreline against Fulham. James Justin and Belgian trio of Castagne, Pryat and Tillemans shining in Leicester's win over Burnley. Sheffield continue to fall victim to the second season syndrome as they failed to score in the second game running and Kevin De Bruyne picking up from where he left off last season. After all this action, let us see what game week 3 will bring us along with some fantasy tips as well. So first up, Brighton versus Manchester United in our lunchtime kickoff. How impressive were Brighton against Newcastle, especially the three players I talked about in the last episode, Tariq Lamptey, Neil Mopai and Leandro Trossard. All three had a part to play in Brighton's three goals, either assisting or scoring them. Newcastle had no reply to the free-flowing attack played by the Graham Potter side, who easily closed to a 3-0 victory. Tariq Lamptey has been the breakout star in this season's campaign, and while it has not been a massive two game weeks for defenders point wise but this former chelsea academy graduate certainly catches the eye with his performances manchester united were poor pale and lacked intention going forward face palm for all the fantasy managers who subbed in bruno fernandes for game week 2 he certainly had a week to forget and so did the other attacking players i had high hopes at least going forward from manchester united after their 14 game unbeaten run towards the end of the season in the league I really did not see any major signs of improvement from Manchester United but it was also more to do with Palace's brilliance. Some might argue VAR played a role in that game and as Gary Neville was frustrated with the mic the team altogether did not offer anything exciting going forward either. Van de Beek scoring on his debut at Old Trafford was the only positive thing to take away from that game. If I am Brighton coming back from a 3-0 away win at Newcastle, I would certainly fancy this game and approach it with more confidence as Manchester United look shaky against Palace. But nevertheless, like Tottenham did, United could kickstart their season at Amex this weekend. Fantasy tip: Defenders are finding it hard to get points for the fantasy managers, but I would certainly suggest Tariq Lamptey. At 4.5 million, he looks exciting and not much expensive. Neil Mopai and Trossard provide good attacking options if managers want to save money and free up budget to get the big boys in midfield. Another question is Bruno Fernandes for 10.5 million. Does he stay in your team for another game week? Mm, for me, it's it's a no, purely based on the opposition and the threat they pose. But I would not blame some people to keep him for another week or two. 
Next up, Crystal Palace vs Everton. Cracking game in the making as both the teams have had a perfect start to the season so far. Two wins in two matches. Crystal Palace have been impressive and they look good so far this season and there is a balance established in this team. Zaha was very good in the game against United but Andrew Townsend particularly got the ball rolling for them at Old Trafford. Mitchell looks like he's filling the boots well in absence of Van Arnold who is such an important player to this Palace side. Mitchell adds to the long list of inform English fullbacks like James Justin, Rhys James, Lamptey, Walker Peters and so on. Everton like I mentioned in the last episode are much of a threat this season with new signings. It is the young Young Sheffield-born striker Dominic Calvert-Lewin who is stealing the show and currently leads the scoring chart alongside Son with four goals. Freshly coming off from scoring a hat-trick, he would be looking to extend his run against Palace. This year the Everton team forwards have brilliant service to feed on as Hamas pulls the string in midfield where he produced a beautiful pre-assist with a delicate lob for Richarlison against West Brom. Expect goals in this game as Palace also have a lot to trouble the Toffees and expect Gaeta to be busy all afternoon. I feel Everton will edge this one out slightly just because of the quality they have in midfield. Fantasy tip: Bring Zaha in your team and he will provide returns. He is a perfect fantasy player and now more than so as he falls in the category of midfielders who are playing as strikers. So there is added bonus points there. For Everton, Dominic Calvert-Lewin is a no-brainer and at 7.1 he still looks like a bargain for me. Although he had a price hike last week, still a million and a half cheaper than Jimenez and Ings. My personal favorite would be James Rodriguez as he is just phenomenal and he will only get better. The only question remains is whether he will be able to do this in much bigger game against the so-called big sides. Well, he did show signs against Tottenham. For now, he seems like a reliable midfield option at 7.5 million to free up money elsewhere. Next up, West Brom versus Chelsea. If not for Diangana and Pereira, West Brom could already be heading for relegation. These two players look like they have to carry West Brom to safety if it comes to that at all. West Brom actually started well in the game and could have even killed the game with Livermore hitting the post. After that, it was all downhill and they just allowed Everton to come back in the game and were brutally punished leaving Slavin Bilic in agony. West Brom now have signed Ivanovic who at 36 now does not look like he will be adding a lot to this team. I think Chelsea are still to begin their season at full throttle and yes there are new signings yet to come and play their part. So far Brighton game was okay and then managed they managed to get through. Against Liverpool the team chose to sit back and use Werner's space yet again and it was working for a while until a red card for Christensen changed the complexion of the game. I think this was Kepa's last game in Chelsea shirt and I did not wish that on any player but as Martin Tyler mentioned every time he wears that Chelsea shirt something seems to go wrong and the team suffers yet another mistake and Lampard was left to wonder only if he wouldn't have made that mistake and Georgina would have converted the penalty a 1-1 draw would have been a good result learning curve and early days for this new look Chelsea team and Werner was magnificent yet again and Kovacic showing how good he has been in recent seasons This could be the perfect opportunity for Chelsea to kickstart the season and I'm guessing at least this week the fans will get a glimpse of Pulisic, Ziyech, Howard, Silva and Werner in the starting lineup as Chelsea fans are patiently waiting for them to kickstart. West Brom don't really pose a threat and I'm fairly confident that Chelsea can get by the line and Lampard will be eager to prove a point after that loss at the bridge. Anyway, Chelsea's away form had always been better at the start of the season anyway under Lampard. Fantasy tip: 
no fantasy suggestions from both the teams as as fantasy wise i would stay away from players from both sides diangana and parera pose a compelling argument but will they be able to replicate the form consistently week in week out i highly doubt it chelsea still haven't shown enough in terms of fantasy selections but james can be a good choice but having said that there's always a doubt on whether he will start or not now that aspilicueta is back and fit next up burnley versus southampton Burnley considered four goals which has to be a shock and that is exactly the type of unpredictable season this has been so far. Sean Dyche will be furious but in his defense he lost to a quality Leicester team who proved just a bit too hot to handle for the Clarets. Redemption will be on their minds and they will look to add more problems to Ralph Fuzenutel Southampton when they visit Turf Moor in Saturday's late kickoff. Do not write Burnley off yet as they have enough attacking threat with McNeil, Rodriguez and Wood and also Westwood who was particularly good in midfielders. But in the end it proved a little too much to do against the Foxes. Warning signs or maybe not. It is still early in the season but yet again Southampton look like a shaky team and I haven't had much joy in the two Premier League games. Danny Ings cannot be the guy to carry the team throughout the season as other players need to step up and step up soon. The defense and midfield had a disaster class against Spurs as Kane and Son ran the show. Tanguay Ndombele using his strength at one point to go past three midfielders just proves how bad the Saints midfield struggle. There is a lack of creativity in that midfield and Hosenutel has to find a suggestion from somewhere and fast. The 15 million signing of Shea Adams from Birmingham now looks like a fading fading away talent and he needs to step up and provide more in that attack. Both teams will be looking for 3 points to get their season going. For both teams who finish mid-table, this type of games are an opportunity for massive 3 points. Cannot really argue who needs this points more. Expect a good game. Won't say an attacking one, but I think there will be goals in it. Fantasy tip Danny Ings did score a brace and he is often running for the season but he seems to lack service up front so i would suggest going for Kyle Walker Peters in the defense for Southampton as he got an assist against Spurs. Jay Rodriguez is tipped to be big and in budget forward category by fantasy experts but i would like to draw some attention to Chris Wood because why not he gets the goals for Burnley who don't score much anyway he's he's good in the air and the New Zealand international seems to be a good option and i would recommend him up front. Next up, Tottenham versus Newcastle. Harry Kane and Yunmin Son were set out on a mission in order to redeem themselves from the first game, and boy did they do it in style. Son joined the illustrious company of players who have scored four goals in a Premier League away game. Harry Kane showed us he can play as a playmaker, as providing four assists for Son, and then scoring the fifth goal himself and wrapping up all three points for Spurs. It was no surprise Kane and Son stole the show but it was rather a response and in the manner in which they took the center stage and Southampton had no answer for that. Each and every pass from Kane to Son was special in its own way and Son was well and truly wearing his finishing boots on that day. Another player which was massively impressive was Ndombele who spearheaded that Spurs midfield finally justifying his price tag slowly but steadily. Newcastle were beaten comfortably by Brighton at home and they did not offer much going forward in this game. At 2-0 they had a fantastic chance which fell to Wilson and the man in form could not capitalize on it and Brighton killed the game after Connolly scored the third goal. 
Alanson Maximan, Jeff Hendrick and company failed to impress in the game, with St. Maximan making a rash tackle on Lamptey, which resulted in penalty for Brighton. All afternoon, Lamptey made life hard for Maximan on the left wing of Newcastle and clearly was the winner in that battle. Steve Bruce needs to rally his troops and he might very well be aware of rejuvenated Tottenham side, which would now have Regulion and Bale amongst their ranks. It won't be a surprise if Kane and Son turn up in the mood again against Newcastle. With new signings of Bale and Regulon has provided much needed uplift for the Spurs side, it will be interesting to know how Newcastle cope up with them and they will have enough to threaten the Spurs defence. Fantasy tip? Please keep Yunmin Song in your team and if you have a budget, then get Kane in your forwards list. But Son is a must-have and he will only get better provided he stays fit. I would like to give Wilson another week or two before transferring him. Also, once fit, Dubravka can be a boost to this Newcastle team. Next up, Liverpool vs Arsenal. Martin Tyler came up with a good one again. It's Sunday and it's Sadio Day. Indeed, he called it Sadio Sunday who scored a brace against Chelsea and wasn't just prolific going forward but his work rate was impressive. Former Blues midfielder Cesc Fabregas called him the best player in the Premier League right now and trust me, very little arguments there. This week, Liverpool face Arsenal, another team which Sadio Mane favours and has a formidable record against. Thiago, after coming on, looked confident on the ball and he is the type of player who can settle in any team and right now Liverpool look ever so dangerous. And like I had predicted, they shrugged off early blues against Leeds and are ready to face Arsenal this weekend. A rare clean sheet came in this game and whether it was consequence of a red card or not, nevertheless, Alisson made a superb save to deny a rather reliable Jorginho from the spot. Never write Liverpool off, especially under Klopp, and with the new signings made, they can certainly provide the firepower. Arsenal, having beaten Liverpool once under Arteta, will also approach the game with confidence having won both their games so far. Fulham was a convincing one, but against West Ham, they had problems and they had to leave it late for Eddie and Katia to win it for them. Question remains whether Arsenal will turn up in different mood at Anfield. Certainly with the likes of Aubameyang, Lacazette, Willian and now Sabeos, that looks possible, but anything less than your A game against Liverpool at home will cost the Gunners dearly. Arteta will be aware of the quality Liverpool has and now with Thiago and Jota, damage can be inflicted even from the bench. It will certainly not be a comfortable trip for Gunners. This will be a classic case of Arsenal standing up to Liverpool pressure. Remains to be seen how successful they will be though. Salah and company would certainly turn up to light the place up as they will be looking to continue on the perfect start. Fantasy tip, Mane for me looks like a must-have especially against Arsenal purely based on his record. Having said that, no player scores more fantasy points at home than Salah so there is a little dilemma there. I would go for Mane this week but Salah would also be equally good as it won't make much of a difference if Liverpool wins. They both will have a contribution in it. Aubameyang also looks good on paper but it is always the case of Arsenal's performance against big six sides and I certainly won't be captaining him but he could prove me wrong. Expect goals in this game so I wouldn't feel any defenders from either team. Next up on Sunday, Sheffield United vs Leeds United. Sheffield are back at Bramall Lane and will be looking to get three points against newly promoted Leeds. In the Two game weeks, their performance has been poor and not as expected. Chris Wilder already looks like a frustrating figure on the touchline as the team fails to offer anything exciting going forward. While the last season's base was solid defence, but we often tend to overlook how good they were going forward as well. 
This season they seem to lack the creativity in the midfield and I don't see players like Lundstrom, Fleck, McGoldrick and Billy Sharp enjoy the, that kind of pressure all season long. Maybe it is finally the second season syndrome hitting them or this time around for my liking they did not make any efforts in transfer market to sign exciting attacking players. Leeds United this week were on the right side of the 4-3 result and having provided us enough entertainment in these two weeks it certainly looks like they are here to stay after 16 long years they play fluid attacking football and always expect them to score goals in every game they play marcelo bielsa is truly building something special and the boys appreciate that and it was more than evident when calvin phillips presented him with his england debut jersey as a token of appreciation thank you gaffer they certainly would not hold back against Sheffield this Sunday and for Chris Wilder's sake this team better get it right otherwise Leeds will run riot at Bramall Lane. I'm backing Leeds here for their first away win of the season because I just don't see Sheffield offering enough attacking threat to trouble Bielsa's boys. Nevertheless, expect entertaining football and should be a good game to watch. If you are a Sheffield fan, this is the perfect opportunity for them to kickstart the season. Fantasy tip. I'm not convinced with any Sheffield players to be featured in my fantasy team and this week it It is yet another tricky fixture. As far as Leeds are concerned, Bamford looks like the man in form, having either scored or assisted in both games and at 5.5 million, he is a solid option. Even in difficult games, I would expect Leeds United to score and Bamford will play a part in that. Another player who has massive fantasy potential is the Polish Matthias Klich, who has scored in both the games and he is a box-to-box like midfielder and is involved in everything. For this week, these two options look good for me from Leeds attacking perspective. Manchester City versus Leicester City. Like I said, they will start strong and start with intent. Man City played Wolves, but it was Pep's men who hunted them in packs at Molineux. Staggering display of pressing and clinical movement of the ball yet again by Man City. Kevin De Bruyne appears to be picking up from where he left off last season and yet again was the man of the match, scoring and winning the penalty and perfectly freeing up Sterling for City's second goal. They face Leicester this week and talk about tough fixtures. It is the worst start anyone could have had. first game wolves and then second the informed leicester city but as we saw at molino if city are at their best even wolves look like any other team in their first half where they barely had the ball and himenez was merely a spectator nathan ake looks solid at the back filling in for laporte and while few first team players yet to make it back that will be the only worry for pep guardiola so far so good for leicester city and brendan rodgers the belgian trio of priet tillemans and castagne seems to be fitting in well and look threatening for this fox's team ayose perez was brilliant coming off the bench and overall it was a satisfactory performance against a resilient burnley side who don't let in goals that easily can they replicate that against man city yes why not i believe they have enough in their team to hurt city who are not at full strength yet Brendan Rodgers was certainly hoped his side has a lot more possession than what Wolves did in the first half otherwise the task gets harder and harder against Man City Tillemans and Pryde will be aware of the threat their Belgian counterpart KDB possesses and will look to nullify him all afternoon Another Super Sunday showdown as City will look to try and t- make a statement early this season and Leicester will look to continue on their winning run This will be the hardest test for Leicester as West Brom and Burnley did not do anything in particular to threaten the Leicester defense which contains full back who likes to gallop forward fantasy tip de bruyne will be staying and he will be staying in my team all season he looks the man in form and has an ability to provide consistent fantasy points even on an off day he can pop up with a good pass and man city have enough in attack to convert that into a goal 
James Justin and Castagne look reliable for Leicester at the back and this week they will need to be on point defensively and might have very little chance to go forward. If you have any of them, I keep I would keep them, especially Castagne. Leicester also have a very good option in Cengiz Undair, but it remains to be seen how he will be a part of Brendan Rodgers' plans. West Ham vs Wolves I fear for West Ham this season, not because they have no points on board in two games, but because the manner in which they have lost those games. If I am David Moyes and I am looking at these games, there, there was enough to prove that they could have easily pocketed some points in both these games which ended in narrow losses. A little bit more clinical in front of goal and taking the chances that fall your way could lead to West Ham being in a better place. They have not played bad, but these are the lost points which will hurt towards the end of season if it ever goes back to the battle of survival. Antonio has not hit the ground running yet. Haller looks unconvincing and I am really worried as to where the goals will come from and Suchek is certainly not a goal-scoring option. Wolves will be looking to bounce back after the defeat at home to Man City. It wasn't a necessarily bad performance from Nuno's men, it was just the case of Man City having that quality and they happened to be at their best on that day. Wolves will certainly not make life easier for West Ham with Podense, Neto and Jimenez looking dangerous up front. Even in a game of less opportunities coming your way against City, Podence and Jimenez combined for a goal, so I can only imagine Jimenez turning it up at London Stadium on Sunday. The little magician from Portugal embarrassed De Bruyne with a nutmeg before providing the assist. Delight to watch indeed. Jimenez was incredible and focal point of every attack against Sheffield and expect him to do the same this Sunday. Wolves will be coming to hunt for three points at West Ham and unless David Moyes provides some motivation to the team, I don't see them posing challenges to this flying Wolves team. As of on paper, Wolves look comfortable to win, but that is the thing, West Ham have only been narrowly short in previous games and they wouldn't want another game slipping away narrowly. Fantasy tip, no suggestions from the West Ham team as of now as they have been poor on both ends of the pitch. Wolves, like I mentioned in previous episode as well, get Jimenez and Potence in your team and they will give returns for every week, even in the dif- difficult fixture days like it was against Man City. Fulham vs Aston Villa Better after that loss to the Gunners, but not good enough for Fulham. As I predicted, they had enough to trouble leads going forward and provided moments in the game, which was much like a basketball match at one point. Bobby Kadova-Reed was very impressive and almost turned the game and it was a mystery why he did not start. Mitrovic yet again scoring and proving he's good enough and emphatic in the air. Niskins Cabano, who is named after the legendary Dutch player Niskins, who was teammate of Johan Cruyff, looked good as well. The Fulham attack has potential this season. They just have to defend solidly and not leak in goals and leave it to Mitrovic to get the goals at the other end. Perfect opponents this week to get the three points at home for Fulham. Villa started the season well and got the three points. Or was it that Emiliano Martinez bailed them out? A clean sheet for Villa and Martinez on his debut certainly has to be impressive, especially after his terrific penalty save. Villa will certainly hope for more of that type of performance from him in the coming days. I still wasn't convinced by their performance especially against 10 men of Sheffield and never looked like Villa would kid the game. It was lack of Sheffield's creativity and intention going forward that handed Villa the three points. I won't expect Fulham to be the same as they will certainly attack and cause problems. Oli Watkins had an impressive debut and unlike Sheffield, they have added an exciting talent up front who can dance with the ball and run with it. The former Brentford boy looks like he has come to the PL to prove a point like many others. Fulham will look to have three points and first win under Scott Parker in this PL campaign. 
villa will look at this as an opportunity to continue on the good start so there is enough in this game for both teams to fight for and will be interesting to know who comes out on top fantasy tip not yet convinced with any villa player to make into the fantasy team emiliano martinez will be a good option but will he be a reliable option only time will tell as to whether he has enough help from villa defense to keep clean sheets and get points for fpl managers mitrovic from fulham looks like a budget forward as he is one of those forwards who will be involved in everything fulham do strictly point wise even if fulham loses and they manage to score he will be on the score sheet or at least provide an assist